0: Follow us on Facebook at Offscript with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at OffscriptPod underscore one. Off script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's a train. It's just A-Train and Super E today. Uh, Jay's not going to be able to be with us, so we are going to soldier on without him. Super E, what's up?
0: Oh, not too much. I'm uh, I'm just recovering from my traumatic experience at the dentist.
1: Oh, what what all did you have done?
0: Well, since I live out in the rural sticks area, I guess I have to... Uh, basically morph into the two type of folks out here rednecks and, hillbilly. <laughs> and so, and so I, I didn't pay attention to my teeth i didn't get to uh-huh. the dentist like i should have procrastinated and all of a sudden uh-huh. i had a bottom tooth hurting right above the top tooth hurting and i knew that i had a, the fillings fell out but i was like i'll get to it but i never did and uh so I had to go to the dentist. And before I went to the dentist, I had some time to kill. So I went into, I went into the Walmart in this other small town that's bigger in the town that I live in. Okay. And you know how you go, you know, all the Walmarts, when they have the bathrooms, it's like they're in the back. And so I'm walking to the, to the bathroom area, and for some reason, I thought, The men's bathroom was the door all the way towards the back. Okay. I was wrong. And what distracted me, I can't believe this, I was like, oh, they repainted the doors. They did such a good job. I was distracted by that. (laughs) Burst into the bathroom, and there's a woman standing there. (laughs) And she was wanting to shriek. Because no matter what I wear, I was trying to look nice to go to the den. no matter what I wear, I look homeless. (laughs) And to her... I look homeless and a rapist. <laughs> and she was she was like, ah, it's, it's over there. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm only here to shoplift. No, I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, to, I was like, oh, my God. Because I could see her, her trigger finger was itching to get on the maze. <laughs> but then I, <laughs> I make it to the dentist. And I didn't know this. See, I thought it had been like three months since I went to the dentist last. He goes, what's going on? And I told him. I said, yeah, it was just not too long ago that this bottom filling fell out. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it was just like three or four months. He goes, it was over a year and a half ago. Yeah. Said, he, he goes, here, you were here a year and a half ago, and I told you to get it fixed.
1: Time flies when you're trying yeah, to avoid the I, dentist. He goes,
0: I know, time flies. <laughs> but now you have to pull it. Oh, Mr. Now you got to pull up Mr. Clamp it, Mr. Clampett. Like, oh,
1: <laughs> you know, all I'm hearing, Super e, is that you are solidifying your hillbilly cred. I, you're, I know. you're wandering around the Walmart. You're losing yeah. teeth. It, that does nothing,
0: but it just ups your cred. And you, and you know what? I'm solidifying it. I'm now wearing Crocs. I'm comfortable. (laughs) You're
1: gone. You are a stone-cold hillbilly. You know, all you had to do when you walked in that bathroom and saw that woman is just, you just needed to say, I identify as a woman. And you'd have been fine. But whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She would have said you identify as the world's ugliest woman. (laughs) <laughs> and and yeah. Take this, this mist of mace guys with it, the, you. The know.
1: the only thing that would have made that story better is if she would have indeed maced you in your face. That oh, would have been fantastic.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, you know when we first got mace back in the day, uh-huh. I, I I had a resistor, and I uh, and one of the guys came running up. I see he had the mace can in his hand, and he was he was wanting he, to use it. And, I, and all of a sudden, the guy ducks, I see him He's starting to spray it. And the guy that was fighting me ducks down. And I said, no! He sprays it right in my mouth. Oh, in <laughs> the talk mouth. about crippling. In the mouth. <laughs> yeah,
1: in Do, the face. Hey, I got sprayed in the mace on the street. And it, it was a direct hit to my right eye. And oh, no. my eye was so open I saw the mace hitting my eyeball. No. I could see it. Oh, it hurt. Oh, it hurt. Yes.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Okay, so let's see. So, so far we have um, solidified <laughs> that you're a hillbilly. Yes. Uh We've both been maced. Um, what, what else we got?
0: We got anything else? Well, you know what? I got some uh, tells of Tark Tice. That's his code name.
1: <laughs> okay. Co-worker, Tark Tice. Yeah
0: co-worker um Tar was he was hilarious God love him we, you know we've known him forever uh huh and when we were young and full of energy he he basically they're very proactive he couldn't be stopped but he was also like I said he was Mr. Black and White yeah and he wanted his uniform to look impeccable no matter what the weather conditions were
1: uh huh and he
0: he always wore the core shoes now I don't know if anybody knows what core are he did Oh, five feet of snow, he was wearing the core frames. And what? for everybody out there, core frames are like the shiny shoes you would like go to church in, and the soles were real slick. But he thought they looked good. What a dork. So, yeah, he was wearing them damn core frames. And I used to give him so much shit for it, because I was wearing the Rocky boots or whatever they were. And, uh,. There had been about four feet of snow on the ground. It's like four in the morning. There's absolutely nothing going on, and we're in this area. That was the park Mm -hmm. where we used to patrol. And I said, why are you wearing these shoes? He goes, well, you know, they look good. I go, they're not practical for the weather conditions. I said, those are so slick. You could probably ski in them. (laughs) He goes, you know, I probably could. And so we're, what, 23 years old? What are we doing? It's time for an experiment. He grabs the bumper of my Impala, <laughs> and I start driving, and starts speeding up, and he's snow skiing behind my
1: car. We used to call that modocking.
0: Yeah, well, that's what he was doing. <laughs> and it was like that scene in Breaking Away. Remember when the guy was on the bicycle behind the semi, yeah. and he, was, he had the fingers out? Yes. ten, twenty. 10, <laughs> 20. Yes. But anyways, that we were just... We would is so police work back in was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We just enjoyed it proactive and it was one night. Um, I was just cruising down the alleys three in the morning, and you know, you're looking for burglars or anything, and uh, making sure people weren't breaking into cars in the alley. But I was kind of sitting in the alley, and this is when our police cars didn't have all these goofy stripes on them, they Mm -hmm. were. So dark blue, they were almost black. So if yeah. you turned off the lights at night, you couldn't be seen. Right. I started noticing a bunch of guys knocking on this garage door. And it, it was weird because it wasn't the big garage door you pull the car in. It was a garage door that, you know, you would enter. Normally, they're on the side of it. But this garage door was on the back of the garage door where people would enter. Okay. And I kept noticing people knocking on the door going in knocking on the door, two seconds would go by, and then they would be let in. So I waited about 10 minutes, and I slowly drove down there, and I looked, and there was a peephole. Okay. On there, and I drove by dark so nobody could see my lights. Uh Uh-huh. So I noticed there was a peephole. I thought, I'm just going to try something. So I get on the radio, and I hit old Tark, (laughs) and he comes over, and he goes, what's going on? I said... Just follow my lead and don't say nothing. So, we pulled up a couple of houses north in the alley of this garage. I go, I, I sneak up on it, and Tark's behind me, like, What the fuck's going on? And I put my thumb over it, and I knock on the door because I knew there was probably a lookout. He would look through the peephole to see who was there. Uh-huh. So, I put my thumb on the peephole and knock on the door. I heard, Who is? He? I said, we can make a baby. And I, all of a sudden I heard, what? Who is it? We can make a baby. Charles, is that you? What the fuck? Get that shit out of your mouth and talk right. I said, we can make a baby. All of a sudden he gets ready. Damn it to hell. He opens the door. And he opens the door and he said, I told Shit. <laughs> he sees me standing there in full uniform. Uh oh. And I just so I put my hand to my mouth, like, shh, don't say anything. And then Tart comes in behind me. And this lookout guy's like, man, I know my night's going downhill. And we're in this dark garage. And there was a uh, big blanket that was hanging up. And we could see there was a light on behind the blanket. And we could hear everybody laughing and joking. There was a whole lot of shit going on. We didn't know what it was yet. So I just walk up and I rip the blanket open. And they had a casino Monte Carlo <laughs> set up in this crummy ass garage. <laughs> and all these guys were shooting dice and laughing, and all of a sudden everything comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> they look up, they're like, What the fuck, Gonzalez? I go, Hi guys, what we doing? Oh, illegal gambling and the and i guess the one guy who was running he's like oh damn it he goes how did you get in here he goes where the fuck is thomas and the guy stepped behind me from behind me so you see thomas how in the did gonzalez get in here (laughs) what and he goes he knocked on the door and you let him in well i couldn't understand what he was saying he said something so i let him in he goes what did he say (laughs) <laughs> that you thought it'd be a good idea to open the door and let him in, and I looked at the guy and I said, "I said I could. We can make it, baby." <laughs> and the guy goes, "You said what?" <laughs> I said to Thomas, "We can make it, baby." <laughs> the guy goes, "Thomas, you're fired. You're fired." And the Thomas goes, "Man, I thought he was Charles. You know, Charles sounds like he has a pile of shit in his mouth." And I said, okay, fellas, here's the deal. I don't want to have any... Is there any guns on anybody? They said no. So nobody has any guns. They said, nobody has any guns. Is everybody going to play fair and not get mad when they lose a bunch of money and start maybe stabbing somebody? They Mm -hmm. said, we promise. I said, because if something like that happens here, I know everybody who's here. So I know what's going on. And... I said, do you guys think you can get, do you guys think that you can keep from getting robbed by somebody who wants to break in? Like, you know, Ashy Larry from the Chappelle show or whatever it was. (laughs) And they go, well, Gonzalez, we thought so when Thomas was watching the door, but apparently he will let anybody in. I said, okay, well, me and Tark will make a deal with you. We're leaving. Thomas, you do a better job. And we are out of here, but I don't want to have any more shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he goes, Man, I appreciate it. He goes, Man, he goes, Man, Thomas, you are on double c probation. <laughs> just like an animal house. You fuck up one more time, you're fired. <laughs> and so we embarked or park just started dying laugh and we walked out of there. And it's like, you know, we were doing our job. Uh-huh. Now we weren't we weren't fucking with him, but we let them know, okay. We know what's going on. There better not be any stupid shit going on where somebody's got to call the police right. and nobody try any bullshit. Right. So that, that's, you know, you were very proactive. And, and back then we were like, you just kind of meshed with the community. And they knew who you were and they respected
1: you. You said meshed, not missed. Yeah. Meshed. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. We... we we, you were in in contact with them but we weren't assholes
1: you were involved in the community and you were doing you know using officer discretion knowing when to take action when not to that's good you know exactly i have a very similar story when i was out uh, i was i was pretty darn new uh Got talked into something by a, a more veteran officer that I wish I wouldn't have listened to him. But uh, <laughs> the uh, there was a there was a gambling house right on the corner. I mean, it was every weekend just cars galore, you know. And right. there, there really weren't there there wasn't a big problem from this place. They kind of police themselves, and right. uh, I let this older officer. He's like, "Hey, the door the doors open." And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I, I think it's, it's accessible to the public. I think we need to go in and in- investigate. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we went in there. We walked in. There was a pile of money on this table. I'm not kidding you. It was, it was 10 inches high. Just money everywhere. We walked in. It was this tiny. It was a garage, too. And it was not big loaded with people, as we walked in, all I could hear was this, thud, 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 It was everybody dropping their guns on the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so I was like, what have you gotten me into?
0: Then <laughs> what happened? And
1: we tried to use discretion. We were trying to be smart and this and that. But when it was all said and done, the next day, uh, I got called into the uh, supervisor's office and was told this order has come down on high. Leave the gambling house alone. (laughs) So we we never went back in there. So anyway, I don't know. You
0: know what? The same thing happened to me and me and Tark, man. We did the exact same thing. Uh And we were told. Don't ever do that again.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. So we were like, oh, okay. so it was, one, it was one of them places after three o'clock in the morning. They're uh, called after hours.
1: Yes. Joints. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
0: and, exactly.
1: And generally there wasn't a lot of problems from them. They, like no. I said, they police themselves, but you know, uh, I was a, I was a new officer. I got talked into something and I immediately was spanked. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you see, we were we were like new officers too, yeah. and it was kind of like, okay, you know, boom, we went in there, and we thought we, you know, we thought we were doing the right thing, but then we were told, yeah, stay out of there because these, right, it, it was the reality. Yeah, somebody had connections. Yeah. somewhere,
1: you know, right or wrong, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's the way it was, and uh yeah, exactly and that's how it so. Went.
0: So what we would do is we would make sure that everything was cool on the outside, and we'd let them know. Yeah, no, we're going to make make sure nobody's doing anything stupid. Right, and they were like, "We're on, we're on it." And in, so.
1: tell me if this was similar with yours. I mean, th- this was most of the the folks inside there. They were older gentlemen. Yep, pretty. I mean, really kind of respectable guys. They just yeah, yes, to they were they were gamble.
0: The old- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were the old heads, as they yeah. call them. Yes. And they liked, they liked to gamble. That's right. And so, but then you would have, you would worry about these old guys going to their cars and being victimized. That was that a was yeah. concern.
1: Now, see, I didn't worry about my guys because they were all strapped because all those, <laughs> I heard all their guns hitting the floor. But yeah, mm-hmm, so. Yeah. Hey, oh. I want to I back up on the Corfram dorky shoes that Tark Tice wore. So yeah. when, I was, when I worked late shift, you know, I wasn't, you know, your uniform, I mean, it's in the middle of the night, nobody's, you know, I, I maybe, right. maybe wasn't as um, squared away as I should have been all the time, but I went through a period one summer because, you know, I fancied myself, you know, I could run people down. back then so one summer i wore i sported these (laughs) suede high top tennis shoes all summer (laughs) 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 they were black so you know and uh i got away with it for several months until the sergeant looked down one night and was like what the hell are you wearing (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i had to i had to go to my rocky boots after that but yeah i
0: had to, i was wearing okay i don't want to be a topper oh but top me i was i was one night them rocky boots cost a lot of money Expensive. and i didn't want to wear the core frames i was wearing some black Kmart shoe <laughs> with shoes <a> delcrow <laughs> <laughs> and I was standing outside a downtown building on a hostage situation. And it's just like what you said. Yeah. The supervisor came up and, and said, Super, uh, this is what's going on inside. And so, you know, make sure they don't come running out. And all of a sudden, the supervisor looked down. And she saw them Kmart. And she just stopped talking for like a very uncomfortable length of time, uh-huh. which made it awkward and just stared at him. And just looked at me. I said, please don't let the guy get away from through this area, okay? I said, ten fours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well at least okay, mine were were Nikes. So they were okay. they weren't Kmorts. However, I right now I don't buy Nike stuff, so I would not be wearing those. But back in the day, yes, yes. they were they were at least some Nikes.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you know, like you Me and Tark, we fancied ourselves. We were only like 23 and 24. Yeah. So we were like in super good shape. But Tark, he was very attuned to what his uniform looked like. And he was also very attuned to when he would get a new general order. He would, you know, usually I just threw mine in the back seat and forgot about it. He would leave. He would disappear. He would read it outline it with a highlighter, and uh, then put the most important parts in a little notebook. What a dork. Oh, yeah. But when it came, came time for him to take the sergeant exam, he didn't even have to study. Well,
1: that, that's true. He did retire a captain. We didn't. Yeah. So, yes.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he was also very stringent with the general orders. To him, there was really no in-betweens at the beginning of his career right everything was black and white and i remember we were setting up by the chili bowl which was a place to eat and drink. and then after three three a.m it was an after hours joint All right. so we're sitting we're just sitting by the chili bowl just and we're talking this is where my driver's side door was right next to his driver's side door and we're talking and then some guy walks across the street from his car his car was uh he couldn't get it started and, and, this is what, and this was our Smitty and Hoppy moment. Uh, Smitty and Hoppy was from Sanford's son. There yeah. Was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, yeah. So this guy comes over, and he starts talking to Tark. He says, excuse me, officer. I've, I think I've got, a, I've got a dead battery, and I, I really got to get home. I really need to jump right now because I got to get out of here. And I'm pretty sure it's my battery. And then Tark responds in his monotone robot <laughs> voice. Sir, I am sorry. I cannot assist you with your broken down maintenance of your vehicles. General order 54321 forbids me oh, and prohibits God. me from. And he went into this big, long little speech. <sighs> and the dude kept looking at me like, what in the fuck is he even saying? And I was looking at the dude like, I don't know because <laughs> I don't read the orders. And then so when Tark finally got done rambling on about why he couldn't do it, and the guy had a look on his face. I just looked at the guy and I go, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tark looked at me like I just, you know, backstabbed him. But I was like, no, the guy's got to get home. So I backed up the old Chevy Impala zing backwards Tark. and, you know, jumped the guy's car and uh, away he went. And Tark was like, how could you undermine me like that? And I said, Tark. <laughs> <laughs> there, okay. Everything's not black and white in them general orders that you wisely read, and I stupidly don't. Uh-huh. There's always a little in between here. And really, was it that much of a chance that something would happen to our police car if we just set it up to the battery cables? Now we had to make sure we put them on the right terminals. Yeah, yeah you don't want to blow but, up. But... And look, and now this guy, he thinks, you know what? The police helped me out, except for the asshole. <laughs> the asshole that I talked to first, but uh, yeah, the guy was so grateful because he had to go. So it,
1: I can't believe Tark would not jump that guy. I mean, I can't that, tell you how many times I gave somebody a jump.
0: Well, that's that just was helping er, that people was, out. That was early Tark. Yeah, he was he was Mister Black and White. There was there was no gray.
1: Yes, yes, early early Tark.
0: Yes, and I was I was gray gray gray, <laughs> and. uh <laughs>
1: You really are now. You're oh, you're really great.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> now that I'm toothless, Scrabble as my wife calls me. <laughs>
1: That's <So>. fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, here's all I'm hearing is that uh, you know, police work. In my opinion, as opposed to early Tark Tice, some sometimes there's discretion. There's you know. D- it's not always black and white,
0: do you agree with me or disagree? I agree with you it's not It's not always black and white the discretion yeah. was a very important part of it
1: and and think about okay, the guy you gave the jump I mean, just like you said now he's okay, cops aren't all it you know dicks that guy helped me yeah. get a jump, and you know maybe down the line, maybe he was helpful to you i mean who knows who
0: knows there's it's a, there's a big picture we right. got to look at the big picture. Oh, that's good. The big picture. Yes. Because no, we we're out there to serve and protect.
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. And keep the peace. And that doesn't always mean everybody has to go to jail, but you got to keep
0: the peace. you got to keep the peace. And with the uh, A-Train on that note, do you want to end this uh, Let, uh, Super E and A-Train quick hitter?
1: Let's do it. And you know what? I think I just titled this episode, Super E and A-Train Keep the Peace. There you go okay there it is all right all right well listen thanks for um telling us that and i I hope everybody enjoyed that all right all right we're out of here that music see you we
0: can make it baby (laughs)